We're back! Hi everybody and welcome to AV World UK Season 2, Episode 1. We have missed you so, so much over the last couple of weeks. Um, thank you all for your interactions. We had an amazing time out at ISE. Uh, what, what a fantastic show. As usual, I'm here with Mark Sumner and Andy Sharp. How are we doing, gentlemen? Excellent. Getting the old um, the Arnie impression back. So I'll be back. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a good Austrian accent. Hello, You're very, very strong, very strong. Absolutely. It is good to be back after a few weeks of uh, not podcasting. So I think we're, uh, we're we're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I missed it. I definitely missed it. Uh, missed it. Missed the fun and games. But the interactions from uh, those on the social media have been phenomenal. Um, we have to start off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. Uh, you put us to number one in the uh, business technology charts for the podcast. So we really appreciate all of your love, help and support. Please keep making sure that you're sharing it out with your friends because we can't do this without you. So thank you all so much. Um, so let's get into season two. We've got some pretty interesting topics lined up across the season. First of all, we're going to start off with a conversation between the three of us around channel consolidation. Uh, we've seen an awful lot of this happen over the last few years, and we think it's a really interesting topic for us to, to touch on. Uh, we've all got different ideas and different perspectives, been through a few uh, consolidations that have happened in the AV channel. So we've all seen a huge amount of uh, consolidation that's happened over the last few years, more recently uh, with a major acquisition uh, in the integrator area of the channel. Uh, so what do you see is consolidation in the channel, uh, Mark? Is it just one company buying another company or is there more to it than that? I think there's more to it than that. I think it's where companies have reached the organic evolution of what they can do. And they're looking at the newest trends, the, the, the next, next up and coming things in the markets and are looking of how they can be the biggest and the best in that market. Everybody has to grow. And I think the acquisitions that we're seeing more recently are where companies are looking at that and thinking, how do we get the best specialization mm. and the best people in the right market to hit the ground running? And 99% of the time, it's either by acquiring those staff and building that over time or buying somebody who is really specialist in that area and bringing them into the fold. I think that's really where the major convergence has been around adding that specialist division or resources or specialism that they wouldn't have had before. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're seeing the same stuff too, Andy. It's It's been really around adding in specialist divisions or specialist people well that that's the thing starting a business is extremely difficult to go from nothing to something is there's so many different layers of of extra stuff that you have to consider first like not even just bringing all the staff in but bringing good staff in having a system that works um having people that know what they are doing being recognized with a brand in the right sort of area um it's easier and most importantly a lot cheaper um, to acquire something than it is to build up from the beginning because you can then take on board the experience and the long tendrils that most of these companies have to access and get in there with specialists so from both sides it tends to be something that works for everybody you know if you if you have a little company you've got the opportunity to get bigger mm -hmm. and if you are a big company you've got the opportunity to just take something that you wouldn't have had out of the box straight away and get it moving so you know a good acquisition is a really good thing for lots of people. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I think 
ultimately what we've seen uh has been i would say on balance to the benefit of the companies is it to the benefit of the channel that's that's my major major thought around this as specialists get incorporated within maybe um, larger corporations does it still mean that they're able to retain that specialism because we've seen it in in some areas where it's worked really successfully and it's actually created that special Sarah but also other ways where it may not have retained as much of that technical knowledge or infrastructure uh, support that they may have been able to do as a as a smaller company long as you retain the focus that's the key thing isn't it not to buy something and be like okay this is what we want to do and and make them be different you know remember why you got them in the first place so if you keep that focus i think that generally seems to work keep leaning into doing what they're really good at doing and the reason that you wanted to work with them in the first place the ones that haven't worked so well i think have always tended to veer away from that sort of attitude yeah i i agree i i mean uh it, it's it's real needs right now i think for support within the channel to provide those technical solutions because there is a evolution that's happening i don't think it's a revolution i don't think there's brand new technology that's coming out but there's certainly an evolution of the technology which is requiring people to diversify what they're kind of looking at so uh, through that they don't have the same levels of expertise and where they would then generally rely on somebody that's a bit more specialist to come up with those levels of support they may be looking to a different place to, to maybe where they were previously so um certainly the requirements that that i'm seeing um, more and more and i guess for like in the uc space particularly mark where you're um working on you know that requirement for specialist help and knowledge is 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 become more and more it has and i think that's why we're seeing more i've said evolution of all parts of the channel looking to acquire or invest in this area because it is an up and coming area it is now the main focus across the world but previously to it it was its separate industry run by separate people and a specialization that they only there held and now it's looking to bring that into the fold across multiple levels of the channel and i think that's where these acquisitions they have to go right because as Andy said, if it goes wrong, it can be catastrophic. Yeah. It can be for all sides. And the customer choice that we're going back to is if that goes wrong, whether it's the end user choice, the reseller choice, or even the distributor's choice, there isn't a, something that will be cut. And that cut will have effects on other parts of businesses because you have integrated them. Yeah, you know? They have been integrated into multiple corporations. And sometimes it is better just to, in essence, own them but leave them be, <laughs> yeah. them and let them continue to run and yeah. help out and work together rather than bring them under one brand, one name. That can sometimes have the opposite effect yeah. because d- depending who is who, some people might not like the other brand, some people might not like it. The, pe- the people's techni- technical specialities may have to change to fit to the new company. So yeah. it's making sure that it's not it's the employees that are thought about in these sort of consolidations as well as what the companies want to achieve with it yeah I, and and i think we've not we 
you know, we kind of talk about specialisms, but we've not just uh, been specialisms. There's been some major consolidations between huge mm-hmm. companies over the last few years where they're not necessarily looking to add consolidation. They might be looking at new territories or or even just adding new new business divisions. So, you know, it does cut down on the amount of choice that's out in the market where people uh, would look to uh, spread their business across multiple areas or and it does cut down on the the amount of um uh, opportunity to deal with somebody that is just targeting that kind of niche specific area but ultimately yeah it, it, it's interesting to sort of look at where's this going to end it's going to be just all amazon <laughs> like are we going to end up with like it all rolls up and then we have one company or, or two companies that run the world i mean there, you know, there is a film on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope it doesn't get that way. Yeah, yeah. When you look at it, and um, it was something that today's discussion I was looking at, Google's not old in terms of companies. You know, it's not hundreds of years old, yeah. but it has gone through 250 acquisitions in its age. That's a lot of acquisitions for a company. Yeah. That is a huge amount, but it's Google. You know, if we look, if you look to Amazon, it'd probably be the same. Yeah. You yeah. know, I wonder how many Microsoft have gone through. Now, mm. did they all work? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but they all evolved the company to where it is today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess, you know, like I said, that consolidation and that, and that cut down, uh, down in choices is, is going to have some restrictions. But it, where are we going to end up? I hope is that we end up with the balance right that we have that specialist areas or divisions within companies that are able to support the customers throughout the channel. And I'm talking from you know, uh, um, integrators that are specialists in certain areas or and um, distributors and, and manufacturers that those collectively just looking at the AV channel, not wider and outside of that, that although there might be consolidation that there isn't the loss of that technical specialism and that it doesn't just get rolled up and into tech because there's so many things that are nuances of things that are directly specific to audio visual that we wouldn't want to lose. And yeah, we're seeing more and more network cables, uh, which does bring it into that convergence of AV and IT, but that doesn't mean that, the company wide should be convergence of AB and IT and that there should still remain that specialist knowledge and understanding of audio visual as a, as an industry. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I've learned something in the last week that, you know, I, I can be good. Anyone come to me with a question on UC, I got asked a question on projection and what else did I not know about projection? You know, to me standing outside, I'd go, right, <laughs> I want a projector. I want to turn it on. I want an input. I want it on that wall, please. And yeah, they're all aren't they, Mark? <laughs> oh, I work for a projector manufacturer. Not. I don't know anything either, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you look at it and go, wow, you know, there is that specialization. But if there if there wasn't that, if there wasn't Angie who I spoke to to go to and ask these questions, would I have got the customer the right thing? If I was just a consortium, a big company, go, yeah, go with this projector, there you go that doesn't work and the mm. customer has a bad experience then he gets put off that technology goes to a different earner and i think that's the balance we've got to find is a right balance of technical expertise but also make sure that the customer's thought process and the end user's requirements are taken on board which sometimes you can't get 
with an online website that you just type in and go, that's what I want to order. And yeah. Amazon can't do that. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a big shift, I guess, for the people that go through those consolidations as well. I mean, I've been through uh, an acquisition um, in a past life and and it, yeah, it's a shift and a change of, of working methodologies. Uh, there is, you know, there, there's a change in the way that people expect things to, to work for the people. If we look on that, uh, and company values shift and um you know there, there's a real upheaval for those that, that that go through it so uh as we see it happen more and more there'll probably be people that go through that consolidation on more than one occasion uh, maybe even working for the same company where the the small fish gets eaten by the medium fish and the medium fish gets eaten by the <laughs> the bigger fish and uh and 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 so on so there are going to be, if this continues, people that go through this process uh, quite a lot of time. So it's it's interesting to think of the human factor of this as well, and, and the impact that that has on on uh, the people that are involved in the AV industry. It can be quite stressful, you know. If you're, um, I always say the most stressful things are when you can't sort of um, control or when you can't sort of affect change. So if you're working in a business and something changes without your control, it can be quite difficult for people. Mm. You have a certain level of uncertainty. You don't know what's going to change for you you don't know how your business is going to change people get they like what they know and they like to do things the same I mean obviously driving things forward um but it can be quite frightening I think and, and quite um you know there's it, a very uncertain future about what's going to happen when you have someone else that comes in and says oh no 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 that's wrong let's do it this way um yeah which can be a really positive thing but it's it, yeah it can be difficult to get to that point yeah I, I think it's really interesting though the uh, the rumor mill because we're such a small industry the oh, we rumor. love a rumor oh it's brilliant isn't it <laughs> love a gossip like a bunch of old fishwives we yeah we definitely we 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 have those conversations of like oh have you heard so and so might be up for sale oh so and so's and all these things that sort of creep out and conversate oh I wonder who's going to buy them well it can only be these and then you'll speculate you'll guess. You have loads of discussions with your peers and colleagues about things that you have no idea about, but you're going to have a guess because everybody tends to know most people. Um, but like, yeah, love it. I do love that those those kind of conversations. Um, it's quite a dynamic industry compared to others, though. So yeah. um, I think we've probably seen more moving around in acquisitions and sales and companies eating other companies and movement because the technology flows and changes so quickly. The needs of a business tend to flow and change really quickly. Yeah. And because it makes so much sense to sometimes buy rather than to invent, that you, you it's, I, it's always naturally going to happen in our industry a little bit more. So this is sort of a weirdly, not specific to us only, of course, but like a weirdly prevalent thing for us where maybe, I don't know, the wallpaper industry maybe <laughs> doesn't see so many, you know, <laughs> because it's just a thing that's not really going to change very much. Whereas, you know, our industry, I mean, you talk about UCNC, okay, we weren't really talking about it 10 years ago. Maybe we were, uh, and I'm just not great at my job but you, you take my point right but like there you are want to highlight that yeah thanks. yeah but there are technologies that sort of seem to pop out of of you know only a few years of of growth and then suddenly it's it's this whole big thing and you're like right i need to get a part of that well we did a whole podcast about with hp by and poly you know is that the end of of video conferencing as we know it like that that's a consolidation that's a that's that's a major uh, a IT company coming in and purchasing a, a uh, you know an, a specialist technology, and there's been more and more of that since, and we're seeing on a daily basis almost where you know, people are looking at that 
creation of diversity because it, uh, within their portfolios because it is happening more and more. The, the, as you say, the needs of the specialism are, uh, to add, the industry is so fast-paced. To try and catch up where these companies have got to now is going to take them several years of R&D and money and, and, and they're not going to have the intellectual properties and they're not going to have all this stuff. So it's easier to flex a wallet. But uh, you know what we don't really want to lose is the specialism area of it by the lack of R and D investment based on the fact that they've got real no plans for a roadmap within a technology or they see it as getting a quick buck because you know some of these technologies have been around an awful long time. We we want to see them evolve and we want to see the evolution of those technologies and we want to see the evolution of the companies that are selling them and 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 that progression. You made a really important point there. Um, capital investment is unfortunately quite an, a really big part of this for both sides, the acquirers and the acquirees. Not sure that's even a word, but you know what I mean? Who Both sides of the acquisition, capital and funding is really key. So um, I used to run a, a small business a while back and every single day you talk about cash flow. That's all you talk about is cash, cash, cash. That's the biggest pressure on small companies. Yeah having someone bigger come in and get involved with your business allows some people the time to go after what they're really good at, which is should be selling and using their special uh, specialty and their expertise and that sort of thing. So it can be a really positive thing for some companies, but I think the thing that underpins a lot of this for what they're doing is, is cash. And the bigger the company, the more cash they've got and the more investment they can make. Um, and in some ways, and, touched on my little quiz at the end here <laughs> spending a little bit of money on the right little company can really grow exponentially you can take someone with a really great idea from steve jobs operating out of his uh <laughs> his, i think it was his dad's garage wasn't it yeah um yeah. and then someone came along uh, and they were like here's a bunch of money go and invent something and now it's like a product so fundamental to everything we do all of the time yeah um that it, it can make a massive difference so I guess, yeah, capital is actually quite a big part of how all of this works and why it happens. Yeah, there's there's only a finite amount of of money as we as we know. So you know, allowing them to do it, what what we wouldn't want is for them to stifle that creativity. I mean, we see the amount of companies that pop up in industries where they're created with the sole purpose of getting purchased by another bigger company they have a real niche ip or real niche product or offering that they know they're going into a special uh, specialty area with the view to um getting purchased and go and and to be brought in as part of that consolidation so i'm sure there'll be more of that where people will create these these smaller businesses just with the view is of of being acquired and, and adding that specialist area to a, a larger company um, with more of these, these technologies. In, in distribution, we're, I mean, you know, are, are, we're not very, uh, not very young. So we know, uh, know the age of <laughs> Speak companies. Speak for yourself. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so we, we know that we know how long some companies have been around, some that have flourished, but if you go back to the, the reason some of these companies were set up, they're no longer even in, the industry they originally set up to start in yeah or that is now so small part of their revenue they've expanded so far out that it's never seen as that mm. you know somebody that started off if you look at most ones in uc the 
camera manufacturers probably were not in cameras for a long time. They yeah, might have yeah. been in audio and then they might have been in headsets before that. And before that, you know, they were in form systems. Uh, and it's that evolution. I think as technology has changed, the companies have had to change and move away from their core piece. But they've had to ensure that what they're acquiring sits side by side. Yeah. So like I said the network cable that comes the internet of things, everybody wants everything accessible wherever they are in the world. Actually, just one day I'd like to be kind of on an island that goes, no technology, no nothing. How am I going to survive? You know? <laughs> Where's my candy crush? <laughs> you know, but you know, I think it's that sort of thing. If you look at the AV and the UC industry, that's what's now happening, is it crosses over so much. Yeah. And a consolidation was was going to happen 10 years ago you're absolutely right and everything we do today was available everything we do today was available and mm-hmm. messenger skype for business you know it was all there it's just this is the evolution of that this is the fifth sixth seventh iteration of that but as technology and av has come more apparent that's how they've had to change the uc platform to build with av and the av has had to change to interact with uc and it has had to change to interact with both of those yeah that that's the, i think that's the key i think that's why you, we have seen hp by poly they've mm. seen the roadmap and go the only way you know we're only going to be a small part of this if we don't become a bigger part of it yeah you know? And that's where the R&D comes in, like you said, and they're having so much cash to throw into R&D for the next best thing. Off the back of IAC, will we see something from HP next year in Poly that is just completely out of this world? Or will it be somebody else that is specialised in niche and in an area that yep. they, they then go, oh, actually, we can get off the back of that too, incorporate that as well? Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's going to have to be some things that happen like that where they're going to throw more money. We, you know, I think just touching on ISC, we were all out there for for the show, and 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 you know, we've we've shared the our thoughts around the in social media around there being no uh, it being uh, a really nice place for everyone to catch up with each other, to interact with each other, and share their their thoughts and ideas, and be close to each other again, um, but not a huge amount of. Uh, major technological breakthroughs new product announcements um that probably got lost a little bit in the overall noise of everybody just greeting each other slapping each other on the back and giving each other uh, handshakes but there was there wasn't there that sort of stuff there you know we're going into infocom will there be more uh more awareness raised for maybe some of the product launches that didn't hit as hard at ISE? will there be more product launches uh and will there be any major announcements? Um, you know, uh, as we as we take it through the the consolidation that's going to happen within that manufacturer channel and and distribution and integrator and all the way down is they're going to need to throw more money into whatever they're doing to then create that evolution rather than the revolution. They're going to need to to consolidate funds and look at what the next levels are and where the future of this is. Uh, instead of using the word metaverse as an overall <laughs> overall name for the future of technology, we're going to need to look at what the next bit is and where they're going to be throwing their, their money into the next stages. Are we going to see consolidation because of supply chain? Certain supplies are limited. Are we going to see companies going, we yeah. can't make the money in that area anymore. We're going to have to go and get something to make money and change our direction for the next 12, 18 months. You know, our supply chain... Does hamper, uh, does hamper what companies can do. So we might see companies snapping up other companies that you would never have thought of before. 
you know, just because that product isn't available at the moment. Yeah. Like I said, I think that'll be shown more at these next uh, shows of what is available. I think now stock availability is key to how companies will move forward. So you can't wait 44 weeks for anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and unfortunately everything else that's going on, things are becoming harder to get hold of. So yeah. how will industries react on it? You know? You're 100% right. Transport, shipping, uh, chipset shortages, you know, all of these things are going to affect business decisions. And, and if there's somebody else that's got access to a product that you want access to or, or uh, even stock, it's going to be a thought. Is it easier for me to go and acquire that company than it is for me to, uh, you know, wait for my allocation or chase down a factory or whatever it might be? So, yeah. I remember this... back to a quiz, a lovely quiz of uh, Mr. Sharks. Of, He's uh, never done a Net- quiz. Netflix uh, <laughs> and Blockbuster. Obviously, they were taken down. But even just a, a week or so after that, Netflix collapsed because it wanted to put its price up, and multiple other things started to pop up. I got I got offers for programs and subscriptions i didn't even know about because they were cheaper and did new shows and new programs that's a an evolution of people just seeing an opportunity and jumping how long before netflix go we've lost so many thousand millions of users we need to buy all these up now to get our users back yeah and that you know that they're the type of company that are popping up just to be acquired by a Netflix or a Prime or wherever it might be. They, you know, they're dangling themselves. That's that little fish dangling themselves on Absolutely. the hook. Absolutely. You know, we've created a streaming service and we've got one program. Uh, okay. There have to be a blooming good program. <laughs> For Netflix, we've created a podcast. And if you want to come and buy it. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're open to be acquired. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're very reasonable rates. Uh, very, There's very a couple of hundred million, eh? Well, why not? You know, Premier League uh, Premier League wages is uh, is not out of the equation, clearly. So, uh, <laughs> but I guess we can really sort of start to speculate. And and through our time and doing these, we're not going to change our ethos. We we do our, our our best. We always keep names out of the the conversations, and and we'll we'll not change that. But looking at where the next big potential moves are. It's a really interesting concept. Um, you know, consolidation in the distribution channel has, has happened quite drastically. And 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 are there any more, uh, many more big moves there? You know, the, the, I don't think that's maybe the next next sort of area. But if we look at that uh, that now down into the integrators, I think that's really where I see the next big moves. That's where you know the rumor mill is really churning in and around some of the SMBs. And and then the uh, the larger uh, integrator partners in in the channel and where they're able to add customer base by through acquisition, um, you know, or legacy customer base or um, their specialists um, um, areas. Um, also, installers. You know, we come up to summer install period and and you know, go on social media and there's always the hunt for good installation teams to go and complete audiovisual solutions uh, and there's a number of of integrators that have teams of installers that are able to go and complete those those projects so that's going to be a, a a factor so for my mind i see there being uh, some shifts in that area um but then the manufacturer uh, and, and um where they're looking at the next levels of technology and what they can add to their product portfolios through acquisition of, of that. I think there's more consolidation to happen happen there. 
I, I don't know very what your good answer, thoughts. Kyle. Yeah, I don't have very much to add to that because you, you've kind of covered all the really important parts there. But if I had any sense and I was a very rich man, buying an installation company is a smart way to go because you can write business a year ahead of time. You know, you mm. can take them and they've got projects already planned months and months and months in advance. And there, are, there aren't many things that you can buy into um, where you've got guaranteed business, essentially, mm. a route to market and a... Uh, and a healthy churn on, on getting your business through. But I think, like you said, it's um, there might be a few people that cut out a few links in the chain because that's how you can save um, a bit of money. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're absolutely right there about that, saving that money. And uh, there's, there's major companies coming into different areas. I mean, Facebook portal, you know, that's technically an etching to home users. If you'd never thought Facebook would go down something like that. But... Amazon have been distributing. They've gone into the hot the house. Like I said on the last. Have episode, you seen? Have you seen the new shop. Ray-Bans? There's new yeah. Ray-Bans we've built in built, built in Meta. So yeah. you, so you can record live from your sunglasses now to the Facebook View app. They're, so they're wow. now investing in Ray-Ban sunglasses with prescription that you can record live your live view and live stream back directly through to your Facebook View app. Uh, and they're three hundred. Microsoft bought for that. They bought Brilliant. a company for that that did it with a, a, but it could integrate with Teams. So actually, if an engineer was on site and needed remote support, right? Well, the camera's in your glasses. Press the camera on. You're in a Teams call, right? Yeah, have a, yeah. You need to plug that into there. This into this. How long until that? That's going to be the normal soon. That of course it is. The they're three hundred pounds. I mean, that is affordable to a lot of people. Um, it it the uh, for for a Ray Ban sunglasses to have uh, the ability to you can talk to your sunglasses and say call mum or call whoever and um, or stream this and you're talking you're working within the Facebook portfolio because only tied into the Meta um, port, uh, portfolio of software solutions. But I mean that's a pretty big leap forward and that's a major investment of facebook into a sunglasses company so or yeah. meta so as they are now into a sunglasses company um it won't be long if uh, and obviously as a big brand that they'll that there's consolidation there so that is technology acquiring areas as you say mark that that you wouldn't have ne- ever expected or that you would never have seen that it's going to end up with integration in some way uh into the audiovisual channel where that's going to be pulled back through to um, control room scenarios with multiple people that are out live streaming, whether it's security or whether it's for blue light or there's, there's multiple applications that this is going to start to get used for as they, as they advance it. That's all going to end up back through being presented in the AV channel. And you know what all that leads back to? The installation of the infrastructure. Get that installation company set up, Andy. We're all there. <laughs> Andy's <laughs> AV. Yeah, well, you're doing your install, right? And your projector's not working because you plugged it in wrong. You can just call someone and be like, well, don't take my word for it. Let me show you. Yeah. And it's it's incredible how useful that would be. Yeah. Uh, Sharpie's yeah, AV. I'm copywriting to... that. Sharpie's <laughs> AV. I like that. That's good. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's been a really interesting conversation. I think we've 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 covered uh, uh, lots of ground there. Um, but as usual, season two is no different to season one. We are going to finish. Well, Mister Sharp, have we finally? Are we going to start off season two with an actual quiz? Uh, what I thought we might do instead is... <laughs> um, That's a note. <laughs> is, um, 
we could talk about the humble beginnings of some of the biggest companies in the world. So companies that have gone from small businesses to big businesses. Nice. So like we it. can try and shoot on a quiz in there and see if you guys can guess any hey, of listen, the guys. You do you, my up. friend. We've we've done without quizzes all this time. Let's not let's not <laughs> let's not change it up too much. <laughs> so I thought a really good one, and, and there's a lot of people that will probably know this already. So it's a nice, simple one to ease ourselves in. Uh, was to talk about Coca-Cola, who are a large facet of everybody's life. Everybody's probably tried Coca-Cola at some point. Yep. Um, they initially started out of a Georgia-based pharmacy. Um, there was a gentleman named John Pemberton, who was rather fond, fond of morphine, uh, which in the 1800s was not as weird as it is now. <laughs> rather um, fond of morphine. What a, what, yes. a, what a polite way to put it. <laughs> so in an attempt to cure his addiction, he invented an alcoholic drink in the 1860s containing cocaine and caffeine. Um, and when Atlanta enacted prohibition legislation, um, he went and set up a, a drugstore um, called Jacob's Pharmacy. Um, and they invented a drink called Coca-Cola at the time, which was a, a health tonic for people. Um, and from Little Acorns, that's then sort of proved so popular. They've changed the recipe multiple, to, multiple well, times. That, that, that's that's the... pretty good, to be fair, that they changed the recipe. because <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, yeah it, loads and loads of sugar. More sugar, I suspect, than more. Yeah, just cover there. over the taste of cocaine. Why not? Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but all of that sort of stuff was removed by 1903. So they've been a hundred years uh, oh, clean. Um, so, but there is just one little tiny little pharmacy that invented a drink that sort of went massive and is now in every single country in the world. Um, mad, is available everywhere. Um, one of the other guys that I thought was worth mentioning is Harley Davidson. They built their first motorcycle in someone's back garden. Um, Some of them sound like they were still built in the back garden. Yeah. Though, so. I know, right? <laughs> 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 a company like founder, a William Harley and Arthur Davidson, assembled the first Harley Davidson in 1904 in a 10 foot by 15 foot shed um, located in Davidson's family backyard. Um, do you reckon? Uh, do you reckon it would be much weird, it'd be different if it were called William and Arthur's motorbikes? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, the funny thing is, I bet with stuff like that, if, if his name was like William, I don't know, Bambury instead of William Davidson, it just wouldn't sound right, and it probably wouldn't have caught on. Well, it wouldn't sound right to us now, but factors. you never, you never know. Like where, these these names that pop out of nowhere that you think, well, that's weird if you review it, but actually, it it, it just you know it's common to us now. Um, um, and this is this is the last one, and this is the one that I'm sure that's close to everybody's heart is Tesco's. Oh. Uh, so Tesco started out um, essentially as a market stall. Uh, so in 1919, uh, Jack Cohen uh, set up yep. a star a stall in the West Street Market in East End of London. Yeah, was selling war surplus groceries um, just off his market stall, and it got so popular he set up a little shop. And the shop's got so popular, he bought another shop. And it literally has gone from there to being Britain's number one supermarket. That's amazing. I heard there was a similar story around Dunnell Mill as well in Leicester. They started out from a from a market stall and then went, uh, went out and now they're all over the place. So what an amazing evolution uh, and, and uh, you know, advancement for these companies. Uh, thank you so much for that, Andy. Uh, that's brilliant. That was, that was really good. Um, that's the end of the episode. Uh, we really appreciate all your support. As I said at the start of the show, thank you so much for uh, getting us to where we are now. Please keep interacting with us. Uh, next week, 
we're going to be creating our beginner's guide to Infocom. Uh, we will be out of the show. We will have some special quiz questions for you, but we're going to get a beginner's guide together to help all of those that have never traveled before or are looking to travel uh, again after a, a long, long time making that trip all the way over to Las Vegas. We're going to be helping out with everything we can there. So thank you all for listening. We really appreciate you all. Uh, please like and subscribe everywhere you possibly can. And we look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.